And welcome back to the gift that keeps on giving, which is Batch Uncut. Now I say it's the gift that keeps on giving, but this is it at the end of the road. And we mean that when we say this is it. This is this is the last one for this season, we promise. We're not going to come back next week on Friday and go, just one more. Well, like, actually, we decided that we'd interview the producer and the cameraman <laughs> yeah. and the soundie and like maybe 17 other people. The guys that did the catering seemed really nice as well, if you want us to chat to them. Let's let us get, know. Let's get their backstory. <laughs> so, guys, just letting you know, we have Brooke on the podcast today. And I know the other day, if you listened to Batch Uncut, I said that I wasn't sure whether or not we were going to be able to do an interview with Brooke because originally she had said that she wasn't wanting to sit down and talk to media. But she changed her mind and she's here today and she's going to tell you all the deep, dark and dirty secrets of the Bachelor world, now kinky captain. Part of me is a little bit sad that this is over, but there's another big part of me that can't wait just to get my life back. The tail end of the weeks are absolutely consumed by The Bachelor. From from Wednesday to Saturday, I am 110% batchy-ified. Matt, batchy-ified. Matt I'm, one, said, I'm 110% batchy-ified. Matt said yesterday, he was like, I have never spoken so much about The Bachelor not even when I was the bachelor. He's like, I have I have spoken more about Jimmy and Jimmy's season <laughs> and Jimmy's girls than I even did about myself, which I'm, I actually think it could be true. Um, but also, we still haven't quite convinced Matt whether or not to come back for Bachelorette. So he's still considering his options right now. We don't even know when it's going to start, do we? Oh, will mystery. It, will it be next week? I think they're going to leave a bit of a gap between the two seasons. I reckon Channel 10's teasing us a little bit. So at least that'll give me a chance to recharge my batteries because... The last four nights, we have not had a decent night's sleep. And also, I'm just going to say this now. If you can hear some weird like banging or kids' toys in the background, it's because Lola is literally flapping around on the floor next to us whilst we do this intro. Just, <laughs> these are, this is the adversity that we're dealing with right now. This is why we need a break. Last night was one of the first nights where I thought we would get a decent uninterrupted night's sleep, but I was wrong, Laura Byrne. It's almost like the universe hates us. And when we do say, okay, we're going to go to bed early tonight, we could have brought you this episode earlier, but we were like, do you know what? No, we're going to have a Saturday night off. We're going to go to bed early. We're going to go to sleep. We're going to snuggle and do absolutely nothing except sleep. But the world had other plans for us. So at two o'clock in the morning, I was having a lovely dream. And all of a sudden, the doorbell started playing in my dream. And it's one of those moments where I was thinking... What the hell is going on? Oh, no, I heard the doorbell go and I was like, I, I just woke up in such, because our doorbell is like, it's the world's worst, most like violent sounding buzzer. And I just had this moment of pure fear where I thought we were getting robbed. And then I realized that the robber was particularly polite and he was ringing the doorbell <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Excuse me, you guys don't have any valuables I could steal, do you? <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, no, maybe it's just like the neighborhood kids or someone like being an asshole. Like who on earth is buzzing? our doorbell buzzer at two o'clock in the morning. So I got up and I went into the living room where we have our intercom system and the guy goes, it's a delivery, can you let me in please? And I was thinking to myself, what the hell is being delivered at two o'clock in the morning? So I was walking up to the front door, kind of like ready to get into a bit of an argument here and it was our HelloFresh delivery box. <laughs> I, I was expecting it to be that box of dicks that I ordered and said, please only deliver them under the cloak of darkness. <laughs> but as I answered the door, I was like, mate, it's two o'clock. What are you doing? And he looks at me and smiles and just goes, well, there's a note here that says, don't leave it out the front, buzz the apartment. <laughs> and then he handed me the box and just walked away. And I didn't even get a chance to get angry at him. No, I was like, yes, I appreciate you not leaving this out the front, but also you could because no one's going to fucking steal it at two o'clock in the morning. So anyway, we have our HelloFresh now. It's delicious. 
(laughs) (laughs) That is it from us. We are delirious. We have loved bringing you these episodes. But before we leave you, we have this interview with Brooke for you to sink your ears into. And honestly, it was such a pleasure to interview Brooke and also just to better understand how she felt about the stage five clinger edit that she got, why she came back after her grandfather passed away. And exactly how much interaction she had with Jimmy when she was removed from the mansion. And also, it was really important to us in general just to be able to give you guys a full picture. I mean, we've interviewed Jay, we interviewed Holly, we interviewed Carly, we interviewed Lily, and we thought it would really be a mess of us to not be able to have a a chat and sit down with Brooke and give you that full story. So we really hope that you enjoy this chat with Brooke. When we all sat down to watch the finale the other night, on one hand, we had Holly's love story, but the overarching, and I think it was so hard for anyone to look away. The biggest part that I think most people focused on was Brooke's heartbreak. And collectively, that final moment, all of Australia's heartbreak at the same time. And we are so lucky to have Brooke with us today to be able to talk about her experience, to talk about her journey, for use of a better word. We hate that bachelor term, but you can't escape it. (laughs) But Brooke, welcome to Life on Cut. Thank you. Hi, guys. Yeah, thanks. No, thanks for having me. And yeah, no, look, it'd be lovely to chat today. And yeah, a little bit of event from last night. We're so grateful that you're here. We know that originally you weren't sure if you wanted to do media. And I know that like when you're in that whirlwind, I guess you don't really know how you're going to feel after you've watched that final episode play back. Did you watch the finale episode and how did you feel watching it back? So I made the decision that I didn't watch it because I just remember being in that moment and I was just like just a mess. Like I can't even really remember what came out my mouth to be honest. It was just a lot and I just knew like this whole anticipation up to the finale was going to be so much this week for me. Like I feel like I haven't slept properly in like a week, but I just made the decision not to watch it. And I think that was the best decision. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get out of bed today and do any media at all. It was a shit app anyway. Um, (laughs) It was was nothing there. Nothing really happened. The hot air balloon was nice, but that was it. (laughs) How are you feeling now? Now that there has been a little bit of time between filming and a little bit of like personal recovery, I hope, but talk me through how you're feeling now and where you're at. Yeah, I think the three months of doing the whole experience was like the best three months of my life. Like I had a ball, but it was such an emotional roller coaster as well. Like the ups and downs of it was insane. And then coming back and coming down from it all, it was like, oh yeah, this will be fine. Like this will be so easy to watch back, but it has been so hard. Like it's just... I think this has definitely been the toughest part of the experience, like watching it all back, processing it myself. Like generally when someone dumps you, you're like, I'll never have to see them again. I'll never have to say anything to do with it again. But (laughs) now I'm like, oh, fantastic. Like I can see a lot of my flaws and like just the whole relationship is so confronting. Like you're like, whoa, Brooke. (laughs) It's a whirlwind, like it really is. For anyone who hasn't been in that situation, it's so strange because it's a real two-punch situation because you have the first punch is obviously when you're living it and it's being shot. And then the second punch is it's almost like as soon as you start to heal and move on and you're kind of like putting it behind you and then you're forced in a way to relive it. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't watch the episode – it's really impossible to ignore because it's just absolutely everywhere. 
It is, it is. And even like, you know, my phone will blow up every time there's an episode and like everyone will want to talk about it. And you're just like, actually, no, like I'm just taking a break. And they're like, what? Like, really? But you're in the episode and there's so much of you in the episode. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a lot. And like, it's a lot to process watching yourself like in this relationship and like I remember like when I was on camera I was just always so nervous and excited and feeling so many emotions on camera then sort of off camera that's like really where Jimmy and I bonded and like we built our relationship like as you guys would probably know too. It seemed in that final episode when you were in Alice Springs and I know you haven't watched it but the the version that we saw as the viewer was that you seemed so confident that it was going to be you. Like you were really convinced. And I I know like it's, and I I speak from my personal experience, like I found it so difficult to feel convinced. And it wasn't because I didn't believe in my connection with Matt, but it was almost because I wanted to like safeguard myself a little bit from how big that fall would be if he didn't fall in love with me. It didn't feel like you had that protection. It didn't feel like you had given yourself that barrier why were you so convinced that it was going to be you? Yeah, I think for me, first of all, I did not even think of a backup plan. Like I was that convinced. Like I think one of the producers was like to me, have you thought about if it's not you? And I'm like, but it's me. Like, why would I come back? Like, why would he make me feel so hopeful about coming back? And we literally fought this relationship out right to the end. And then just to send me home, like it just makes no sense at all in my head. And yeah, I think that's why I was so convinced because I was like, we've been through so much just for him to send me home. Mm. For me, I just kind of was like, I'm just so confident. And just everything that we have together, like even off camera, just felt so organic and just the kissing and like, I don't know, everything, the banter, I was just like, yeah, it's me. And at that point, there's no one else it's just you and him and by that stage I felt like I was fully in a relationship so I was like nah he wouldn't hurt me (laughs) (laughs) like I was like nah 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 but to our knowledge (laughs) it was a massive shock I felt like I had the biggest migraine just come over me and I just couldn't even process things just tears and so yeah I was so shocked I think that was one of the big question marks surrounding you Brooke is When you left, there was obviously a period of time where you were no longer in the mansion. We know that you and Jimmy were in contact, but we don't know to what extent. Like, was it it phone calls and messages every day? Was it once a week? How did that play out behind the scenes? Yeah, it was like every second of the day. No, it wasn't. No. No, look, it was like, it wasn't what people probably thought it was. Like, it was just like a check-in like it was so unique because it was literally I'd known this man for six weeks he'd seen me at my lowest point on the phone and I was bawling my eyes out like it wasn't nice I suppose it was just weird that I'm just bawling my eyes out and telling this man all about my grandpa and all these emotions I'm feeling but it was like really once here and there just checking up on me and still making me feel pretty hopeful and those sorts of things and He also said things like, you know, I'd be disappointed if you didn't come back. I would really be disappointed. So then I was like, far out. I think he had like probably one of the strongest connections with me. What if I don't go back? Like, what if, what if, what if? And that will will kill me and haunt me for the rest of my life. So 
yeah, I had a lot of, I felt very hopeful from him and just like the words that he used with me and just his actions, everything. And I actually assumed at that stage that he was genuine and he actually meant a lot of those things and he genuinely did miss me. And so, yeah, I wasn't going to though. That's the funny, like I wasn't going to come back, but it was like two days after my grandpa's funeral and I was like, well, I've, I've got great closure here and I've said goodbye but I also have no idea what to do with this experience. You know, I have this man who I've developed a strong connection with, but I'm not ready like to be back in that high pressure again. It was just a lot to process. And I knew that I'm quite a vulnerable girl when it comes to love and all that kind of thing. And I just was really scared to go back into that environment again. I took the risk going back for him and yeah. Both Matt and I were so sorry that you had to go through that. We're sorry that happened in your life in general, but also that you lost your grandfather during this process. Because what I don't think a lot of people necessarily realize is that the whole experience in itself is so, it pulls you into such a chaotic and intense feelings. You know, it, it makes you sometimes feel a little bit out of your mind. And I know it did for me. It really pulled me to the brink of my emotional capacity. So I can't even imagine being in that situation but also being in grief as well. Oh, that's it. And I'm just so sorry that you had to experience that because I think that maybe some of the things that we saw on TV and maybe some of the reactions were also amplified oh. by being in this period of your life. Totally, totally. And like, you know, going back in, I really had to hype myself back up for that. You know, like I knew if I came back in crumbling, I would have got eaten alive, I feel like. Like, I just had to really amp myself up. I definitely had moments of weaknesses, you know, and I loved those girls. But when I went back in, I had missed great dates. Clicks were formed, friendships, relationships with Jimmy were formed at that point. And like, for me, I was like, far out, you know, like, this is crazy. I've missed so much. I instantly was an outer. There's no other way of describing it. Like I was instantly feeling like I was just an outer person. And at that point, mm. the only person who truly understood what I've been through for the last three weeks was Jimmy. And he became my best friend right to the end. At that point, when you returned to the mansion, had you already fallen in love with Jimmy, do you think? I mean, not falling in love with him then, but my feelings were growing when I, like just the way he stayed in contact with me back at home. I was just like, I think this guy's really genuine. It's not just a TV show at the end of the day. Like he genuinely cares about how I'm feeling and he wants to check in. And, you know, there was lots of things and it was, it was really nice. And when I came back in, I, I mean, it was hard to watch that episode because you can see the facade that I really put on, like trying to be so confident and secure within myself. But really, there was just so much pain still running through my body. I mean, when you're grieving, you don't always make the smartest decisions and there's no textbook on how to do it, you know. So I literally was just like, here I go, baby. And yeah, it was hard because... I didn't get those three weeks what the other girls got in the mansion. I was actually back at home grieving someone. I wasn't thinking about logistics with Jimmy and things like that. When I was back at home, I really buried a lot of that and just put my sole focus into like family and everything. What was your relationship like with the girls when you came back? I mean, I know that we saw a little bit of it on the show that there seemed to be some animosity and a little bit more competitiveness, but like... 
Did you feel like you had a real target on your back? Talk me through how you were feeling in that time. Oh man, I mean, yeah, it was it was weird because starting to show like I was close with people like Holly and Carly. I had a great bond with them before I went home and when I went back in, everyone was so territorial over their connections. And I kind of went back into it thinking, we can all still be friends, but still have fun. But the vibe had changed so much by that point that I was catching up, like I was playing catch up a little bit. And the clicks that had formed, I was never really close, say for instance, with Lily, you know, and like she was really close to Holly and Carly at that point. And I was like, wow. Like that's changed. Then Jay and Ash were so close and it was like trying to get through, like pull an elastic band. Everyone was just like this. I just sort of had to go in and be really strong and just stick to myself and stick up for what I believe in as much as that caused a lot of controversy. We know that you were in love with Jimmy when you were filming the show. Now that a number of months have passed, are you still in love with him or have you moved on from that now? Yeah, that's a really good question. (laughs) Look, it's just hard. Like, it's hard. I'm not in love with him anymore, but I still am triggered by a lot of those emotions, you know, and I'm still very triggered by them. (laughs) Mm. And, like, even just watching some of those episodes, like, last week with my family and stuff, like, I remember having a ball, but watching it back can be so different in, you know, that time. But I'm not in love with him. But yeah, I can still feel some of those emotions powering through me, like just the way I was feeling. Do you regret coming back? No, I don't. I don't regret coming back because if I didn't come back, I feel like I would be rattled for the rest of my life with question marks. I just feel like the fact I came back, I got closure from like everything from the relationship like we had the strong connection and that's where it stopped I went back home and then it was kind of like I felt like I spent those first few episodes just building the chemistry and the connection like I thought Ugh, I won't ask any hard questions I don't want to scare the man away <laughs> I just want to have a great time with him and lots of banter all that kind of thing but yeah when I was back at home I was like far out he's I've been on the phone tomorrow. I've been bawling my eyes out for 10 minutes and things like that. And he'd already seen a lot of my weaker points. So I was like, I'm going back and I want to see where this goes because that's the risk you take, isn't it? For like someone that you're falling for. And yeah. Brooke, it's so, I mean, like, it's so hard to see you hurting because I, I know and I know know from like our lived experience with the show it's very easy to watch it and to think that people on the tv are characters and the thing is is like with editing and the way that the show is put together to make it entertaining to make it funny to make it engaging for the viewer there is this characterization of the contestants sometimes we only see the most extreme traits of their personality And I think we saw that with you from time to time, you know, like we saw this more intense version, which is chalk and cheese to the version that I'm talking to right now. And I think that it's important for people to see the full spectrum of who you are as a person. But how did you feel watching that back? Did you want to be able to kind of be like, hey, that's not how this story went? Or were you like, holy shit, I didn't think that I behaved like that. Were there parts of this whole thing that you were like, 
uh, wow, this is some real self-awareness that I wasn't aware of. But but how did you feel? <laughs> I mean, totally. Like, I even think Jimmy would be watching your back like, far out, didn't realise. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, she was not that crazy, I swear. <laughs> exactly. I had a lot of fun at some things I said. Like, I was, like, literally, like, commenting myself. Like, I was like, oh, Brooke, come on. You know, like, what are you doing? What are you saying? But, you know, it was fun at the end of the day. Like, I literally had the best time. I think I just got so comfortable on camera as well. And I was a little unhinged at times. And I'd just say exactly what I'm thinking. And then I'd be like, oh, what have I said to him later? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, my favorite part was when you told everyone that your ovaries were tingling. <laughs> but like, fair. <laughs> We've all been there, girlfriend. It's all right. <laughs> I literally was like, Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's that rattling I can feel oh it's my ovaries Brooke, I want to know I think it's really hard going through this experience and then watching it back and the feelings that you have when I guess because the reality is is you know what your connection was you know the experiences that you were having with Jimmy but you never see what the other person is having you never see what Holly's doing on her single dates and how that's playing out did you feel or do you still feel resentful at all or like you had been led down the, you know, garden path a little bit with mm. Jimmy's choices. Mm. No, not at all. Holly and I were both really different girls. So it was kind of interesting to watch how different our dates are and like the interactions that we had with him. Like I brought out sides in him that, you know, she brought out different sides in him as well. We were just so different. And I actually just watching it back and I'm like, I feel like he would just be like, what the hell? Like, these girls are so different. Yeah, I could see why he was a little bit rattled at times. But I'm not resentful towards him. But at the same time, I kind of do wish that he kind of didn't take me right to the end if he knew that it wasn't going to work at a certain point. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard. I question it not I don't question Jimmy specifically but I question this whole idea of like I had no idea who I was going to choose I always have found that a really hard thing to process and look Matt has told me that that was his experience in the process as well I like to believe that he knew what he was going to choose prior but it is hard to think that you have this amazing connection with someone that you it feels so real to you that you think how could it possibly not be me then to only think actually they're having these strong connections with somebody else Brooke it's been three months since the filming ended. What have you, like in the last couple of months, what has life been like for you? And what have you been doing to take care of yourself throughout this process? No, that's a good question. Well, life in lockdown has been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great um, time to spend way too much time thinking about how you're feeling. Totally. Like, honestly, I feel like it's intensified a lot of my feelings. But my girlfriends are the best girlfriends you can imagine. They've been with me on the ride. Like, they've been with me through the highs and lows even the other night my girlfriend came over with a bottle of wine she's like you're not sitting down and watching this on your own she's my bubble buddy as well but you know she just popped over and she's just like here I am let's vent let's do whatever you need it's just things like that that you need at these points in time and then I've got a great family who's so supportive of me and my dad's actually a little too supportive he actually getting a little bit affected about some things going on in, online and he called me last week he's like don't you dare you know read anything fuck those bastards <laughs> and I'm like oh god I'm like don't worry dad it's fine people are always gonna have opinions about you you know and it's funny when Jimmy did tell me that you're perfect in every way and that's when I was like 
really? Like, (laughs) we've just been three months together and you've seen me literally at all of my points. Like, I'm clearly not perfect. (laughs) So that was a little frustrating when he said that. But I've been working. My job is like my happiness and my life and my colleagues have been great. And yeah, lots of wine and, (laughs) you know, going for runs around the tan, all that kind of things. People have been really lovely in the public as well, like just coming up to me and saying, I love your energy and just who you are and you stick up for what you believe in. So that's been really nice as well, to be honest. When you have a couple of wines, are you sometimes like, do you know what? Give me your phone, dad. I'm going to bloody text him. (laughs) I'm going to text the bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Have you spoken to Jimmy or Holly at all? No. And like, to be honest, I said everything I needed to say to Jimmy. Like I was completely upfront with him. I was so honest about who I am, everything that I need in a relationship. I fought it out to the end. I honestly don't know what else I would have to say to him other than I wish you nothing but the best, you and Holly. Clearly they had something really lovely together. I think just at this point in time, they just need to focus on them and not even really think about what what I'm going through or my life, you know? Sorry. <laughs> that approach is far too mature, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the real version now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, it's so, I mean, like people can't see this. Obviously it's a podcast, but it's, it's very hard to see that you are still so upset by this. And I, I just want to say as well, like the shit that people write online, it's not real. They don't know who you are. They've seen a characterized version of you and they also don't see the pain or the feelings of rejection for what they are. Mm. And like, we both understand this world. And we just want to say that people who are normal don't write bad things on the internet. Like they just don't. And so we really hope like that anything that has been written that's negative, you just know that they are not people who you would want in your life or be friends with anyway. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's the thing with these shows, you know, you're either a clinger, the villain, whatever, you know, whatever. And like, it's always going to happen to anyone on reality TV. And like, I was completely aware of that coming in to it. Just some things though, I'm a bit like, God, I didn't even think about that about myself. (laughs) So yeah, like some of it has been a little bit tough to hear from my girlfriends who accidentally slip here and there. But you know, I just said like, it's bound to happen at the end of the day. What can you do about it? I had an opinion on the show. So in a funny sort of way, it's expected that they'll have opinions too. I know how hard it is being in your position right now because yeah. like, it feels like you're in this race which is just never going to end and then as you cross the finish line you have to relive it a thousand times Yeah, these over. idiots on podcasts keep on asking you questions about yes. your heartbreak and you're like, go away! <laughs> but, it's, but honestly, it's actually, I think, I look back and this time doing all the interviews, it's actually quite therapeutic. And it really does help with the healing process. And I can guarantee that in a couple of weeks or a month's time, you're going to look back at this and you'll, you know, you'll laugh at the experience that you've just been through and how crazy life can be. And I honestly really think that going through something like this, it's so unique and it's going to allow you to grow so, so much. So I love the way that you're viewing the situation because you deserve nothing but the best. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I have struggled with a little bit is how people have gone on a lot about like 
my codependency and the stage five clinger thing and that kind of thing. And that's been a little tricky for me because, you know, as women, we go on about, let's stand up for what we believe in, always be honest in your relationships and voice what you need. And it's like, as soon as someone does that, it's like, you know, oh, okay. So you're standing up for what you believe in to the bachelor. Hmm. Okay. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, I'm an occupational therapist. I enable independence for people, you know, to happen. So I am an independent girl, but when it comes to relationships, yes, I am going to be honest. I need that closeness and that quality of time. And obviously Jimmy's job, it was, it was very tricky, very tricky. And like, I think a lot of people would struggle with that. You know, we completely agree with this. And it's something that we have said on our batch recaps multiple times. Like, and I, and I said it on the last episode we just did. I think it's interesting how we can make a villain almost. And I'm not saying that you were the villain, but we can make a negative out of someone who's just put forward what they want in a relationship. And I think props to you for not lying. Props to you for verbalizing what you needed, because it would have been very easy for you to say, no, I would be fine. And the reality is, is that Dating a pilot, someone who's not going to be around for days or weeks at a time, is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I think that it's a really understandable reaction or like, you know, it's it's not the situation that you chose to be in. You didn't sign up and go, I really want to date someone who's only going to be available five days out of, you know, a 14-day schedule. Oh, that's right. You were put into a situation. Yeah, like when I signed up to it, I thought, I'm going to give this a go. And when I met Jimmy and like we just worked on our connection, like I just thought early days, let's not even worry about the hard stuff. And then as we did grow to like each other and when I came back and I loved that single date that we went on to the tower, I like just had the best time. It did start hitting me that like, fuck, what if it is me at the end of this? I don't even know how I'm going to do this with his life. And so it did start to worry me because I know what my family's like. And especially when it got to that point at the cocktail party, man, that was so hard to watch. So hard because it was so different. It was very tricky. It was hard. And it was hard seeing the girls' reactions too because I was like, they knew that was hard for me. Brooke, the good thing is the silver lining in this whole situation is that whilst we're in lockdown, you won't have to see another pilot for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I know. (laughs) I'm like, oh, look, at this point in time, I'm happy to stay away from the airports for a little while. (laughs) Brooke, before we let you go and get back to your wonderful life, tell us what is next for you, Brooke? Not reality TV anytime soon. (laughs) 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 But look, just thriving and enjoying my job for a while because that's what helps to fulfill me. I'm decorating the apartment as well because I recently moved into my one better in South Yarra and I love it. And just, yeah, I don't know, just living my best life and going on as I usually do, my happy best self. And that's, that's what people around me love about me. Just keep powering on. Yeah, no pilots, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. We, we were so, so grateful when you said that you would sit down and chat to us and we totally understood <laughs> why there was a period there where you didn't think you would. It was honestly like we have loved watching this season. We have loved everything that you have brought, the intensity, the wild craziness at times, but also just like the, I don't even know how realness. to describe it. Yeah, the realness, the innocence, <laughs> the like, the fun that you brought to this season without you it would have been fucking boring so <laughs> thank you so much for, for talking to us today and 
We really hope, hope that now that this season is completely finished, you can really start to do some healing and take care of yourself. Jeffs, do you have any tips, Maddie? Oh, do you know get what? Get back on that as, horse. As cliche. If you can't, you know, the best way to get over it is to get under it. <laughs> Laura, please. I'm, I'm giving some serious advice here. Okay, so my one bit of advice that I've always said, and this is really, really cliche and it's, it's going to be like, oh, geez, thanks, Matt. But time heals all. Oh, yes. Honestly, it's just, it's just time that you need. Yeah. And I cannot wait until you meet the man of your dreams because we are all rooting for you. Yeah, thanks. No, honestly, I literally said this to – I think it was Husey this morning. I was like, I'm going to be single forever after this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't be, though. You know, And I know that that's a big fear. I think that sometimes when you see yourself played back on TV and you're like, God, like – now, like, what's going to happen to my love life? It's never the case. <laughs> Everybody who's come number two has like been in and out of relationships. The runner-up on my season is now happily married. And I think one of the big things about the show is that it really solidifies for you what you want in a mm. partner, really makes you hyper aware of what relationships you want, what you stand for in a relationship and how to navigate the next one. And it makes you really good at talking about your feelings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh I've had a lot of practice there. <laughs> We wish you all the best, Brooke, and thank you so much. Thank you, guys, and thank you for being part of the journey as well. And I'm sure we'll bump into each other soon. I'm sure of it. I can't <laughs> wait. Thanks, Brooke. Legend. All right. See you, guys. Well, that is it. We have finished. We have finally put a full stop to the kinky captain's search for love. <sighs> you can go and have a nap now. I don't know if you're going to come back for Bachelorette. But we crossed the finish line. We did it. <laughs> and every single episode where we said this is the last one and then we were like, no, we're going to keep on going and keep on going. Actually, guys, this is legitimately the last one. We want to say thank you to every single person who has sent us some like really heartwarming and kind feedback. When we sat down to do this podcast originally and Matt and I were like, why don't we recap The Bachelor? That'll be fun. We didn't actually expect that anyone would listen to it. So thank you all of you who have buckled on in and come along this crazy ass ride with us. Cause I know that not many people were watching the show. Good to know that you were all listening to it instead. And even those people who've yelled out from afar when we've been going for a walk with the kids being like, we love the podcast. <laughs> if I could give you a hug and a kiss, I would, but I can't because COVID. So thanks to everyone. We just want to get up in your 1.5 meter space and kiss all your faces. Oh yeah. When, when COVID ends, we're having a mass orgy with everybody who likes okay, that. Okay. Stop. Am I right, Laura? Who's <laughs> with me? Get your lubricant ready because it's going to be wild. <laughs> On that note, guys, you know the drill. If you haven't left us a review to say, you know, just that you enjoyed a couple of the episodes, go on, jump on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you didn't like them, please don't review it. Yeah, that would just upset us. And tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your friends, tell your sister and your brother and your uncle and your mum and just everyone and maybe go and have a nap if you're really tired too and you've got two kids who don't <laughs> yeah. let you sleep and share the love because we, we love love and we'll probably come back and do Bachelorette we'll keep you posted in the coming weeks bye